Welcome to the Best Coast Beach Podcast. This is Ruchi Gododia. And I'm Mark Engler. And we are coming to you from San Mateo, California. Hello. Um, pretty sunny here for Christmas. We don't have the traditional white winter Christmas that I think most of the country does. Um, but how, how is your holidays and how's your Christmas break going, Mark? It's been so lazy. It's been so lazy and good. I haven't traveled. Perfect. <laughs> that sounds ideal. What have you been up to? Um, I've also been relaxing. Um, I did just get back from, I went to Vegas for four days, which was really fun. Um, I got to see two really cool shows. I saw Penn and Teller and I saw Absinthe, which was like the highlight of my trip. Definitely recommend it. And I got to go to two state parks. I went to Valley Fire and, um, Red Rock Canyon. So very fun trip. Wow. I I think I'm too old to go clubbing, which is what I discovered. But uh, enjoyed everything else. <laughs> I think we all discovered that, though. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I'm so excited to get back to school and hear about what all my kids did for winter break because they're always really excited to talk about what video game they played and what oh, Santa yeah. brought them. And it's always really fun to hear about, too. It'll be so nice to see them again. Yeah. Um, but I was getting them kind of ramped up for the holidays because, honestly, the whole month of December, we did a lot of thematic activities about um, Christmas, which is celebrated by most of our families at my school and winter and different things related to that, which was super fun. And, um, not only was it fun, I also feel like it's kind of effective because it really does streamline my therapy. Um, so I'm not kind of grasping at straws for every individual session. And then it really can be outfitted to the needs of your individual students. So it's still customizable. Um, generally, um, thematic, lessons are planned around seasons like winter or holidays or even things that specific students are really interested in um i have a student this year with autism who is really into frogs um he just he likes frogs so um i found a book about frogs in our school library i downloaded some frog coloring sheets um just googled like different frog activities and there was a lot out there like it was just a quick free Google away. That's awesome. Yeah. When you can find a lesson that aligns with a student's natural interests, they're going to practice that vocabulary that you teach them and you're not going to have to force them to do so. They're (laughs) going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I feel like even taking it one step further, it's awesome when you have a book that goes with that um, theme. So um, as I mentioned, I did a lot of Christmas vocabulary with my students. Um, one of the books I used a lot was uh, Bear Stays Up for Christmas yeah. by uh, Karma Wilson. Um, that was a really cool book because, you know, it's very cute. It's about all these animals in the forest who are trying to prevent their friend Bear from hibernating <laughs> by doing all these cute activities to get ready for Christmas. Um then after we read the book, I mean, you know, just like any other book, we retold the story. We answered uh-huh. comprehension questions. We uh, talked about different grammar in the pictures and um, different social situations that the characters were in. And there's just so much you can get out of it while still staying within your theme. Oh, that sounds great. I'm sure they enjoyed that. Um, I recently used Pete the Cat. I love that book. <laughs> yeah, I used uh, Pete the Cat and his magic sunglasses uh, with uh, kids who are in a special day class that I work with. 
uh, and it was so much fun. Um, this specific activity for Pete the Cat that I found was in Saltillo's chat corner, and it's under calendar supports. Um, but it's been so much fun, and it's really helped to teach these kids vocabulary relating to feelings. So mad, grumpy, those kinds of things. Yeah, that does sound really fun. Um, traditionally, when I think of thematic vocabulary, I do think younger students come to mind a lot because, you know, those are the kids that are getting excited about, about holidays. They do believe in Santa and sure. Easter Bunny and all that cute stuff. So um, it's really easy to find thematic activities for them, you know, like um, put different things from the classroom in a Santa hat, pull them out and describe them, stuff like that. Or, um, you know, uh, color in Santa's beard while you're working on your articulation sounds. It is, I mean, it's definitely very, very fun for the younger ones. But I think we forget that um, themes can be used for older students as well. Um, I really, I love doing therapy about Christmas because it's one of my favorite holidays. And with my high schoolers, you know, they don't, they're not like, they're kind of just, you know, like excited to sleep over winter break. They don't really care about much else. But I did integrate Christmas by showing them um, a short video on YouTube about the mystery of Krampus and um, unlocking the myth of Krampus and whether he's real or not. For those of you who don't know, Krampus is a demon who is the opposite of Santa. If you are naughty, oh, he comes into your home and drags you to the underworld. Um, he looks like a horned version of the beast from Beauty and the Beast. It's pretty funny. And the students thought that YouTube Sounds video. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But they, my 12th grader thought that video was like hilarious that explained the myth. And then we pretty much talked about <laughs> talked about it the whole session. <laughs> and for those of you who are too new to Krampus, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I, I no can't idea. believe you've never heard of Krampus. <laughs> um, I had a, a high school student a couple years back uh, who was absolutely fascinated with Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, shooting the Tesla Roadster into space. And we, we ran through the article, the news articles about it. And then, um, you know, each session we met up, we would talk about where in space the Tesla Roadster was and how he shot it up, why he shot it up. But uh, it ended up being a really cool way to introduce a lot of new vocabulary for him. Yeah, yeah. And I think one really thing that's cool about thematic vocabulary and thematic lessons is that by doing multiple activities related to the same words, um, we know that students really benefit from this repeated exposure to those words and then are more likely to actually integrate them into their own vocabulary. So, you know, they're not just random words. They have that context and they know that they're tied by that theme. So um, it really scaffolds their language growth and their vocabulary growth. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, from research, we've seen that verb teaching benefits students a little bit more. Um, they help to repeat discussion when you're talking about how uh, a specific verb affects different things in a context, right? So uh, one article that I really enjoyed reading recently was Action Meets Word, How Children Learn Verbs. And that's by uh, Catherine Hirsch-Pasek and Roberta Golinkoff. And that was published in 2006 and then uh, eventually published uh, online in 2010. But one really neat segment from the article talks about the number of exposures that it takes for noun learning versus verb learning. Um, for a two-and-a-half-year-old child uh, to learn a new noun, uh, you can present it on a single day. Eight exposures can teach that child that new word. Um, but to teach a child a new verb, that same two-and-a-half-year-old um, 
would need that same uh, eight exposures just to comprehend, um, but needs to hear that, re that verb repeated on consecutive days for about a week to be able to reliably produce that verb. Um, so, you know, this really supports the idea that noun learning um, is a little easier for kids. Um, and if you focus on verb teaching in lessons, uh, that can lend itself to more repetition later on. Um, and it'll allow a little, little bit more versatility in what you talk about. Yeah, definitely. It allows for more versatility. It also gives you kind of a cool window into your students' lives and helps them make connections into what is functional in their lives. Like, for example, you can just start by asking your students, like, oh, do you have any pets at home? What are they? And then, you know, listing those pets down, talking about those pets a little bit more, and then just saying, oh, did you know that there's more pets that live in people's houses besides just a dog and a cat? And then um, showing them pictures of, you know, birds or hamsters or fish. And then you have, a, you have a whole lesson. You can use ET for those. You can put them in sentences. I mean, it's really endless. And the kids know that this all goes under the same umbrella. So hopefully they're then generalizing those words into their own vocabulary. Yeah, and I think the important thing is that kids are just getting the opportunity to practice within a session using that new vocabulary in a versatile way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know when I'm trying to generate those images for my thematic lessons, I like to use the Best Coast Speech app. So you just go to the Best Coast Speech website and click app. Um, if you go to the language tab or the mixed goals tabs, if you're trying to hit articulation here too, um, you simply just put in whatever subject they're targeting and click search. And then you look through those images, find the one, find the ones that are best suited for that student or group of students. And you can create a custom deck by clicking through just the images you want and then saving them to a student folder. So if I am, if I'm wanting to do a lesson all about farming, mm -hmm. I can put in the word farm, see all the images, go ahead and click the ones that I think my student will really benefit from or learn from, and then create a deck called, you know, Timmy's farm words. And whenever I see Timmy in therapy, pull up those farm words easily to do, you know, an infinite amount of activities with them. Yeah. Um, we, we've really tried our best to align with research as we've designed Best Coast Speech. And, uh, you know, several of the features that we've tied in um, reflect the research directly. So Judith Scott and uh, Ruben Castaneda, as well as Alexandra Spichtig, um, they... Uh, wrote an article called An Analysis of the Features of Words that Influence Vocabulary Difficulty. And uh, they talk about word frequency and how uh, words that you frequently hear are tend to be a little bit easier to learn because you get many exposures and many chances to use them, uh, whereas low-frequency uh, words tend to be difficult. Um, the big recommendation, the big takeaway uh, from this article was that teaching words that are kind of that medium frequency, those tend to be the best words to focus on because it introduces a new way to talk about something, but still it's not such a rare word that the child has little occasion to use it. Um, so a few takeaways, focus on verbs, focus on those medium frequency words, um, and then yeah, tie things into some kind of a theme. Yeah, and um, thematic lessons aren't just for vocabulary. You can look at a picture, answer comprehension questions about it. Um, as Mark mentioned, you can target verbs with it by putting it into sentences. You can use it for articulation, fluency, and really anything. And um, and it's fun. 
That's yeah. the best part. <laughs> yeah, and we offer all those uh, search parameters within the Best Coast Speech app. Uh, all you have to do is filter by frequency, filter by part of speech, um, and then by topic as well. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed hearing about thematic vocabulary. And we'll be back soon with another episode about something just for you. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening along today with Best Coast Speech. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Best Coast Speech. Our Facebook page is called Best Coast Speech. And our website is bestcoastspeech.com. Check out our blog and the app. We would love to get feedback and hope to see you on our next adventure. You can listen to our podcast at... Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Blue Podcast, Overcast, Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. Perfect. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.